have their, one of their best weeks against me. So it is what it is. I, I, and you can't you can't fight that. I mean, I can't get rid of all, all my players um, because uh, they're eventually going to come back, but probably um, it'll be too late. So it, it is what it is. I mean, uh, you 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 don't wish. Yeah, I'm in several leagues where they're trying to get me to trade some of my good hitters so their teams can uh, make it to the playoffs. Now, I wouldn't mind doing that, but they don't uh, trade future draft picks until after the season. So what you want me to do is pretty much, yeah. So, for instance, uh, I have, everybody's been trying to get, uh, let me let me go down this this team real quick. And everybody, I know this is supposed to be about football, but since I saw Jerry's name, I, I had to bring it up. But everybody's yeah. been trying to get uh, Jerry Etta from me, or um, who else? Uh, either Jake Arietta, Bum Gardner, or Rodriguez from me, so they can bump their team for the uh, push. And I'm like, well, uh, no, because I can't get anything in return. Now, I can get a keeper because we're allowed to have, I think, five keepers in this league. And the best offer I got was McCutcheon and a pitcher for and two other players. I'm considering that because I do want McCutcheon. Um, and yes, I'm an eighth. Huh? McCutcheon and who? And a couple other players. I can't remember who. But uh, it, it, it's it's not worth what, what I want. You know what I mean? But still use McCutcheon next year. Um, and this the 20-man lead. Uh, that I'm in. and uh, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know if I want to give up, even though, yes, I know it's the end of uh, end of the regular season in like three weeks, and you know, I, I really don't have a chance of making the playoffs. I'm number 19 out of 20, but yeah, slick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's happening either. But um, you never know what trouble I can cause. So, uh, speaking of trouble, yes. Before we get to these uh, DBs, IDPs for, for, t- for t- today, what's the deal with the uh, leagues, man? Your two leagues, the off date. Um, I, I know, I know, and and that's that's bothersome and worrisome because I've only had a few people return my emails, and uh, I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's like falling on deaf ears, folks. I mean, it, it, God done his truth. Um, We've been going strong for quite some time, and a lot of folks have failed to reply back to uh, 
the invites or, or anything like that. So, to be honest, I don't know. I know Yahoo has more people paid than ESPN. Um, but the thing is, ESPN, you know, is the more popular of the two. Um, more expensive. I can't. Too. It, it is. It is more expensive of the two. But right now, all they have paid. Uh, my boy. Uh, well, I'm, not worried, I'm not worried who who's paid already. I'm worried about the amount of people, and I'm not throwing my money in there unless I see some more people a little committed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, I know. Um, Brent, me, um, uh, I, I know what you're saying. There's less than a handful of people in each. One. I know that. I know, and I'm trying to make sure we get more people involved um, by opening it up to uh, folks that aren't normally in the league. Um, I don't understand why I'm not getting a response back, but uh, I need help filling. Uh, We haven't had this issue in quite some time. But if people are, you know, Deciding not to return or whatever the case may be, that's fine. They can decide not to return, but at least let me know because that's what we always do. If you don't want to return, you let me know, uh, uh, and I can fill your spot. But right now... Well, I, I think at, at, at this point, you got, uh, what, seven days? Yeah, man. Seven days. I'll let you see see if you can get people because I don't know if people are going to jump in the league at the last minute. So yeah, well we'll see because I haven't heard from Duke's group either. You know, uh, when are we supposed to pay that? It's like everybody's just, uh, I guess, leaving fantasy for whatever reason. Um, I, I can't answer. I really can't. Um, hopefully things will turn around, but I don't see them happening, brother. Have you heard anything from Duke's league uh, other than the draft date being set? Yeah. The, the date is the 27th at 3 o'clock, and that's like um, that's two leagues that happen at the same time. So two drafts happen at the same time in, in, in two different uh uh, two different uh, um, websites, and the last I got here, which is the second, is uh, that two other people, other than myself, said the twenty eighth, the twenty eighth would be good, uh, versus the twenty seventh, and got no response from anybody about that. And yeah, I know. Draft, I'm looking at. It. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if you ha- you have um, an email from someone or involved creatively. So, do you have his email to find out exactly what the heck's going on there, or what? I've got his email. However, I haven't heard from him. Um, okay. But I'll tell you that uh, 
somebody had to set it to a live draft. Um, I don't know if Dan, who's the treasurer, has access to the league, but you know that's that's what two weeks away too. You know, um, yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man? They're gonna do it at the last minute, which is a bad thing. You gotta let people yeah. get people some type of uh, uh, some type of notice. You just can't say uh, we're gonna have a draft tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And get your money get, in and all the other mess. But it's the one of the one of the important things is the time in the draft where everyone is um, comfortable. The other point yeah. is uh, getting the fees in. So um, whoever wins it, and, or whoever you know gets in the playoffs and, and is in the um, payoff, uh, and at the end is able to get it after everybody's paid. So. You have to wait and see, man. I mean, it, it was awful shaky. I, I, um, I'm, I'm waiting to see what, how your, uh, one of your leagues is because then, if, if not, I'm going to, uh, go into, um, this other Yahoo league that uh, I got in, which is a 16 team, I think it is. Some kind of crazy with a, a bunch of IDPs. So, I love, I'm, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost ready to jump that way because it doesn't seem like you're going to fill any of your leagues. Well, Yahoo is going to be filled. We're going to have 10 in Yahoo at least. Um, and if you're going to join my other Yahoo league that I'm, I, I won last year, I believe you already joined, uh, you know, come get some. The champ is here. Hey, 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 you guys, you guys tell me, um, so I, I thought I had the email. I thought I had the information to, how to, get, to, to, to get the money to this guy. You got you to gotta send the information to me. All right, I'll send it to you. It's Martin. Um, if you look up uh, in your emails, um, you know, it says search for Yahoo. I mean, well, I don't know how your Comcast is, but uh, you can search your, your email um, with Yahoo. Just type in the name of the person or subject, and it pulls it up. Last name is Martin. But uh, you got to text me and remind me so I can look it up. Uh, but let's get into this show. What the hell, what the hell is wrong with you, man? You can't remember. You can't remember things, bro. It's two. Hey, it's two seventeen in the morning. You think I remember half the stuff I'm gonna say? And once we're done this show, <laughs> let me ask you a question. And, and I that? know if you use, so I I know you're not uh, foreign to being able to use things. Ever heard of a pencil or a pen? You know what? Have you heard of fixing your microphone? <laughs> you got jokes. You keep going in and out. Really? You sound like, yeah, dude, you're bad. Really? What about now? How do I sound? No, you, do I sound? In and out. In and out like a robbery. Wow. That's, that's, well, let me, let me do this then. I'm going to call you back. Maybe it's, uh, it's something about this connection. I'll just call you back. How's that? That works, loser. I mean, Jerry. <laughs> you know, I still love don't, you, brother. Don't, don't let me get really black on you. On here. Don't get what? Don't let me get really black on you. You sound like you're breaking up. Don't let me get really lax on you. But I think I know what you said. I think I know what you said. Get really black on you. 
Then I have, to get my, I have to get my Trump supporters on you then. <laughs> All right, so JT, he jumped off. He'll be back. But just to give you a rundown, ladies and gentlemen, of what it is that we do um, and what we're going to do today, uh, Jerry and I are going to discuss our top 15 individual defensive players in the category of defensive back. Um Mine will differ from Jerry's. Uh, we rarely agree on things uh, when it comes to IDPs or uh, offensive uh, positions, but sometimes we really do. And uh, that's when I know when we agree on something that those players are big ticket players, uh, especially for an upcoming football season. Uh, the question I have for you all is, is Josh Norman the best defensive back as EA Sports Madden video game says he is? Uh, they have him rated as the best defensive back, period. Now, that's subject to change during the season and all that, but we shall see. Uh, or is he just a cover three defensive back? What I mean by that is a zone style DB. Now, some DBs like Richard Sherman, who excel at covering their zone in a cover three. Some in a cover two, like Darrell Revis. Uh, Actually, Darrell Revis is a man-to-man guy. Um, But then you have people like uh, Rondé Barber, who was perfect for the cover two, and then when they wanted to blitz him, they moved him inside to the slot. So, a system DB is what we're talking about here. Is Josh Norman that dude? Is he a system dude? Did the Redskins overpay? I don't know. Uh, can someone step up to the plate and be the hit artist like players of the of, of the past, such as Ronnie Lott, Sean Taylor? Uh, I forgot my dude that was with the Raiders. I can't remember his name right now. Way, way back in the day who actually paralyzed someone on the field of play where people were actually scared Jack Tatum Jack Tatum people were actually scared to go near Jack Tatum when he played for the Raiders way back when um, who's going to be that artist this this year are there any more people cut from that type of cloth in the NFL now again you know the NFL is trying to crack down on concussions and and uh Persons being injured But I'm going to tell you It's only going to take one Defensive back In the NFL To really really light somebody up That that type of talk Talking about them Now it might not happen But I believe there's somebody out there That's going to land Those, those uh, crushing blows Are you back, JT? You tell me. Am I back? Ah, there you go. Guess who's back? Mm, back again. Mm, his mic's back. Mm, tell a friend. Mm, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Call me on a cell phone. Oh, really? You going with Drake? You going with Drake? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> you are not welcome here. All right. Why you don't like drink? <laughs> nah, not really. Not really. Uh he's a he's a product of this uh this generation's musical choice or musical taste and he has some good music but mm mm nah it's all right. You don't like that okay. one? You used to talk to me on the cell phone. <laughs> nope. When you need my love. Cause uh, I mean, nah, nah. I'm not gonna get into it. We ain't gonna get into that. All right. Uh, oh I've, I've heard better singing. I've heard better singing uh, at the baseball game I went to today. So, you know. Here you we need go. to learn language. I I, I know enough Hangul to get by. I know a little bit, not a lot. I know a little bit. Um, but here's what I want to do. I'm going to break down these DBs. And per usual, you're going to disagree with me because that's what you do. I think you were just born to disagree with me. You know, that's what I think. Had an epiphany. Uh, was it a week? Uh, not last week, a week ago, whatever it was, where we mm-hmm. agreed on so many. It was like uh, it was the first time in ooh, since we've been on air. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so don't give me that. Hey, better late than never, my brother. <laughs> whatever. All right, let's hit this top fifteen. Okay, some of these players, some of these players, um, we may not agree with because, um, for one, now I want everybody to hear me when I say this because I'm gonna spoil some stuff. Oh yeah, here it comes, people. Here it comes. Here it comes. Earl Thomas is not is not a top fifteen fantasy. Well, people, before you go any further, before you go any further, people, when you listen to this list, don't listen to it. Because if Earl Thomas is not in the top 15, then this list is bogus. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, Victor. Well, I can say the same thing about your running backs list from last year. We know how that turned out. But here's why I'm after the fact. This is this is before the fact. That's different. That's different. And you know. Whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the reason why Earl Thomas is not a top fantasy safety. His numbers have been on decline past three years as he has not been involved in a lot of hits and tackles as of late. I'll give you an example. 2013, he had 105 total tackles. Okay, five interceptions to... Um, Two what? Forced fumbles, eight pass defense. 2014, 97, one interception, three forced fumbles, um, one fumble recovery, and six pass defenses. Last year, in 16 games, 64 total tackles, five interceptions, one forced fumble, nine pass defenses. Now, 
some of the defensive linemen that I named last week had a very similar stat line. I do not believe that Earl Thomas is going to be that impactful. Now, his counterpart? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before you even go there, fantasy-wise, I'm not saying. Go ahead. Before you even go there, now, you just named last year, 2015, 2010, 64 tackles, 11 assists, 7 pass defense, 5 interceptions, 1 forced fumble. 2011, 69 tackles, excuse me, 80, 98 total tackles, six pass defense, two interceptions, one forced fumble, the two fumble recoveries. 2012, now, and get this, he played on all 16 games. Only time he didn't play all 16 games was last year. Going back no, to he 2012. He played all 16 nope. last year, buddy. They got him 15, 16 games played. 2015, he only played 15 games. They got him at 16, 2000, but go ahead. 2012, uh, 68 total tackles, nine pass defense, three interceptions, one forced fumble. 2013, 78, excuse me, 105 total tackles, eight, eight pass defense, five interceptions, two forced fumbles. 2014, 90. Uh, seven ta- total tackles, six pass mm-hmm. defense, one interception, three forced fumbles, and one fumble. Mm-hmm. Wait a mm-hmm. minute. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. 2015, 64 total tackles, nine In pass defense. Games. Wait a minute. In I already said games. these numbers, though. I already so, said these numbers. The reason I'm saying this, it, but I know what you said. I'm just reiterating it because I'm going to make my point in a minute. Give me a minute. Nine pass defense, right. five interceptions, one forced fumble. Um, okay. For the last six years, or five years, I should say, from 2010 to 2015, he's averaged 90, 90, 90, and I'll say it again, roughly 90 total tackles. And about Averaging? <laughs> Averaging about 90 total tackles. Let's go with actuals. Averaging 90 total tackles. And eight to seven pass offense and probably four to five interceptions. Where is the decline? Because he had one off year? No, if you look at the heartbeat. Let's look at the heartbeat. Let's look at the heartbeat, Jerry. Um, You're totally right. Because nope. I, 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 could see, I see him coming come close to the 100 uh, t- uh, total tackles that he, he did uh, the uh, previous two years, 2014 and 2013. Um, he, he, there's, there's absolutely no way in his history that it, it that says that he, he's on a decline because of what happened last year. That was his second worst um, season. Since 2010. Yeah, since in five 2012. Years. In five years. Got it. Okay, so let me... He's a model of consistency. 
out of the top 15? Come on, man. Go ahead. Just Make like, your point, Chris. Because there is no point. Go ahead. There, well, you're right. Just like Giancarlo Stanton is a, a hitter you got to have with Bryce Harper and all these other players you thought you were putting together. I'm trying to explain to you and to the listeners and to the injuries, listeners. Injuries. Hey, okay, hey, I, 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 okay, here we injuries. go. Exactly, exactly. But you can predict um, uh, a person's production based off of uh, several things up in their past. Now, last year, Earl Thomas was in and out of the lineup, but he played all, well, I have all 16 games here. You say 15, one game ain't going to get you 30. It don't matter. It ain't going to get you 30-something no, tackles. I'm not, but, I'm not saying but, it. But here's what I'm here's what I'm getting to. He's not being needed to hover around the ball as much because people are attacking Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor is averaging around 70, 80 tackles a year over the past four to five years. But I'm not talking about average here. I'm talking about actual production. If you look at well, last year, as if you just listen, listen. If if you look at uh, if you look at last year's uh, trends and where the ball went when people passed on Seattle, it was away from Earl Thomas. Now Earl Thomas normally is on the same side as who? Your boy. Exactly. So if they're not throwing the ball on that side, and that's the side that Earl Thomas normally patrols, odds are he's not going to get that many uh, uh, opportunities to make tackles or pass defenses. Now, I see that trend continuing because Seattle's other cornerback, which Cam Chancellor now has to uh, you know, stay back there for, is going to get tested time and time again because Corey uh, Williams, I believe his name was, last year, or Kerry Williams last year, was getting toasted left and right. So they moved Cam Chancellor back there instead of bringing Cam Chancellor down in the box more often. They left him out there to help. And that meant that Earl was pretty much not involved in, in, in several of the games as much as he has in the past. Now, again, his presence on the field, on the actual playing field, is great. It's, it's impactful. But we're talking about fantasy. And in fantasy, you need to be in on the tackles, in on the plays, in order to be a value IDP. That's why you never draft somebody like Joe Hayden in fantasy. That's why you never draft somebody like, uh, let's say, Darrell Revis. Because he's a great player. But if they don't throw the ball his way and he's not doing nothing on special teams, he's not a value to your team as an IDP. Okay, he might get, what, four or five interceptions all year long. But you're telling me you're going to spend a draft pick on a guy that's going to get four to five interceptions over a 16-week season, when you can get somebody, let's say, I'll give an example, uh, a a T.J. Ward. I I know you can't. I know you can't get interceptions. You can't. 
You can't, but but you can predict who's going to be in the mix. You can predict what type of player is going to be in the mix year to year. And I'm giving you one right now. T.J. Ward. T.J. Ward is in the mix. Now, the past couple of years, he's been hurt in and out of, 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 the, um, of the lineup. But you know T.J. Ward is going to be in the mix because he's hitting people left and right. Now, if I'm in a fantasy league that has an IDP and I have a choice between Earl Thomas and T.J. Ward, based upon what I saw last year and what I'm looking at this year, because Seattle has not fixed their, I think it's left cornerback, because Richard plays right, uh, or whichever cornerback it is, they have not fixed that problem yet which tells me that Earl Thomas is still going to have to stay back there and not get into the mix, and he's going to patrol the side that Sherman's on. So, to me, that's why I would get Ward over Earl Thomas. Now, let me jump into this. My I haven't gotten to my top 10 or top 15, so I'm going I'm to buzz through this a little bit. Um, I'm going to start with somebody that's having a, a, a few contract problems. And the reason why this person, the only reason why this person is this low is because of health and a contract. Otherwise, this guy would be in my top five all day, every day um, because he's a beast. Now, his numbers have not, you know, exactly great, but I'm going to attribute that because he missed a season. And last year, they didn't play him as much, but this year, they should play him quite a lot. I'm talking about Eric Berry. Eric Berry did 16 games last year, 55 solo tackles, 61 total tackles, two interceptions, 10 pass defenses. Now, Eric Berry is one of those guys that once he gets in a groove in in, in a game, he's going to be all over the field. Part of his production going down is another player, the guy that I have at number 14, Marcus Peters. Now, last year was Marcus Peters' first year, right? He had 60 total tackles, eight interceptions, one forced fumble, 26 defensed, and two touchdowns. 26 pass defense. When you're looking at a DB, guys, I want you to understand something. You want total tackles and how many times their hands have been on the ball. That means quarterbacks are throwing at them. That means they have opportunities to make plays on the ball and or tackle the def- uh, the receiver. 26 pass defenses this guy has. Okay? Now, I might sound like a homer, but I really think this kid is going to be a beast. I'm talking about Sua Cravens for the Washington Redskins. Okay? He he's he's wearing Sean Taylor's old number. You don't give Sean Taylor's number to anybody. Just off the street. This kid is um is gonna be a beast. Six one, two hundred and twenty six pounds, twenty one years old, uh, two years the final two years at USC, ten and a half sacks, 
from a safety. Well, he was a linebacker, but they're moving him to a strong safety. Who's that? Sua Cravens. He used to be a, 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 uh, I believe, outside linebacker, and they've converted him to strong safety because D'Angelo Hall is now playing safety. He's going to be an impactful player. Trust me. The reason why I say this is because he's a rookie. And with D'Angelo Hall playing free safety, this guy's going to be down in the box, much like Cam Chancellor. And he's got the speed to cover a Jimmy Graham. You know, I don't know if he has the ups for it. But he if they've moved him from, from linebacker to strong safety, he's got to have some type of wheels. And I believe he's going to be very impactful. Um, more so than somebody like Jason McCourtney or even, uh, 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 let's see, uh, Michael Griffin. I like Michael Griffin, 31 years old, uh, got traded to Minnesota. He might step in and become a starting cornerback for Minnesota because he's averaged 101 tackles over the past couple of years for um, for the Titans. But uh, at 31, um, in a division where only two teams are going to be passing that much, I, I don't know. He might be called up to make more uh, uh, tackles rather than uh, pass plays if he's on the field. Uh, right now, I believe he's uh, selected – as the uh, nickel corner, but we'll see you on him. Now I'm going to move on. I've got TJ Ward, who I talked about earlier, um, who I think is a little better uh, for fantasy value. Again, fantasy value. Okay, I got him at number 11. Or is it number 12? I do believe he's number 12. Um, TJ Ward, his numbers are not spectacular but he's always in the mix from the time he was in Cleveland in Cleveland. He was required to be a ball hawk and a hitter 112 tackles last couple of years in Denver. Not so much. And he hasn't uh, played 16 total games the past couple of years because his body is starting to, you know, uh, take the toll of all the hits he did while he was in Cleveland. But um, I believe with that defense, now I want you to understand my theory on this. This is my theory. Denver has the top-rated defense in the NFL last year. This year is going to be a top-five defense. And I'm going to tell you, if Mark Sanchez continues to be the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos, T.J. Ward is going to have plenty of opportunities to uh, – to make interceptions and tackles because Mark Sanchez is going to turn the ball over. The The offense is not going to be on the field that much. And that's why, and I don't know where Jerry has him, but Demarius Thomas, he went from a first round draft pick or a second, early second round draft pick, in my opinion, to maybe a fourth round pick because of the quarterback. That he has now You got you to gotta see the whole Impact that I'm getting to With T.J. Ward here 
he's going to be on the field a lot more than he was the past couple of years because of the quarterback play. Now, you saw last year the defense had to play a lot. They just had to. Teams tested a key to leave, a key to leave, shut them down. T.J. Ward was in and out, but when he was in there, he was impactful. He was around the ball. Uh, let me move on to another guy that's going to benefit uh, because there's a rookie strong safety on his side. I'm talking about Brashard Breland. Yes, I have two Redskins in my top 15 uh, defensive backs. Again, you have to understand why. Brashard Breland is a very talented defensive back. But right now, people are looking at Josh Norman and saying, we're not going to throw a Josh Norman, especially with D'Angelo Hall over top. Let me attack Brashard Breland, who's in his third year, and he has a rookie starting over top of him. So there'll be more opportunities for Breland to make plays than ever before. Last year, he had 81 total tackles, 16 pass defenses, two interceptions, three forced fumbles, uh, and two fumble recoveries. I, I venture to say because Silver Cravens is going to be over top, He's going to get close to 100 tackles. I really believe so. Um, It's just a matter of offenses attacking that side of the field, which I think they will. If you looked at uh, the Atlanta Falcons-Redskins preseason game, I understand Breland didn't play the whole game, but you, you notice the secondary of the Skins they're going to get a lot of chances to intercept balls because the run defense has gotten a lot better. It's gotten a lot better. And there's going to be a lot of balls thrown in the vicinity of a rookie strong safety and the opposite cornerback of Josh Norman. Now, here's a question I have for you, JT. I know you're taking notes of what I have and all the other stuff, but dissecting some some game film and talking to a couple of Panther fans. What do you think of Josh Norman and his impact on that Washington Redskins secondary? Overpaid. And I think he's going to um, go along the lines there to say, and I'm trying to think of the guy. He came from the uh, Oakland Raiders to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Asamoah? Yes. And that's what that's what uh, it reminds me of. Uh, came with a lot of hype. Um, uh, the system in, in um, Oakland uh, got him a new contract in the, in the Eagles, just like I think the system in Carolina got Josh Norman a big contract to come to Washington. Unfortunately, I think Josh Norman is going to get exposed um, because they play quite naturally a different defense in uh, Washington, and it's not it's not uh, uh, friendly that that friendly <coughs> excuse me to uh, Norman's skill set 
So I think he's going to get uh, exposed and uh, people are going to wa- in Washington are going to uh, slowly regret paying him that big money contract. What's your thoughts on Josh? Um, I really think based upon, you know, what I've seen and talking to a lot of Panther fans that, yes, he is a cover three corner, just like Richard Sherman is. Um, I think that the Redskins are going to go to a lot more cover three uh, just to help Josh Norman. Now, what's going to happen is when they got to go man-to-man, Josh can't be on the speedy receiver. He can't. Anytime in one-on-one practices, Pierre Garçon is beating you uh, on a on a go route. That's not good. Pierre Garçon's a good dude. Don't don't get me wrong. You you, you got to be talking no, about no, no. Sean Jackson. No no no. I'm talking about both. I'm oh. talking about both. In practice, in practice, uh, when they go one on ones, Josh Norman has been filmed and getting beat off the line uh, for the go route by Pierre Garçon and uh, and our boy, Deshaun Jackson. The problem is he's looking good because the balls aren't getting completed because Kirk Cousins is underthrowing the balls. Well, let me ask you something. Josh Norman, do you want him on wheat, rye, or white bread? I don't want him on any type of toast. I don't want him on any type of toast. What I'm saying is, with D'Angelo Hall over top of him, people aren't going to throw the ball that much because D. Hall is a ball hawk. He's a ball hawk as a corner, and now he's going to be a ball hawk as a free safety. Um, And I think that's a very good move for the Redskins. He's older, yes, but he can play in space. You know he can he can do a lot more for uh, for the skin secondary, which then again puts pressure for Breland and to a uh, and so a Craven to show up because people aren't going to throw to that side, much like Seattle. That and, and that's why I use that example of Seattle with Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas and all that other good stuff. Because the same thing is going to apply in Washington. You put four guys, five guys, four guys, whatever it is, in the top fifteen that I wouldn't wouldn't at all. There's no way well, I wouldn't. We're going to get we're going to get to your fifteen. We'll get to your fifteen. Okay, okay. Since you're going to do that, who's your number fifteen? Who's my number fifteen? Yeah, Ron Parker. Ron, excuse me, Ron Parker. Kansas City. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't put him there, but um, why do you have Parker there? Because Peters was better than Parker. Well, maybe I have, maybe I, maybe I have Marcus Peters a little higher. You ever oh, think okay. about that? Okay. All right. Or, uh-huh. maybe, or maybe I have Marcus Peters. Um, just a little lower. You ever think about that? I said okay. I'm not gonna. Be my sixteen. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. 
Because I got Marcus Peters, you know, at my 15. I think I said, no, at my um, uh, 14. 14. I got a 14. But here's the thing. We both have mm-hmm. Chiefs back-to-back. You yep. see that? Absolutely. We both got Chiefs. Got them back-to-back. No way. I shouldn't say there's no way, but I, I, it, it's, and I and don't have a bias towards your team, but I have a hard time grasping Breland and um, Craven. Um, Craven within your top team, within your well, top 15. I, mean, I really have a hard time with that. That's, that's fine, but the thing is, remember, we're talking about fantasy football production, and it's based upon what's the opportunities they're going to have. And they're going to have plenty of opportunities because teams, good quarterbacks. Remember, look what they got to go against the first couple weeks. They got Seattle. I mean, not Seattle. They've got the Steelers. They've got uh, they got New York. They've got um, ooh, I can't think of the, the first five games. But it's a murderer's row of wide receivers. You got Des Bryant. You got Antonio Brown. You've got uh, um, several others that are top-flight receivers. Now, listen, Antonio Brown is not going to be stuck on Josh Norman that entire game one. You know that's not going to happen. Dez Bryant not going to be stuck on uh, Josh Norman the entire game. And definitely Odell Beckham's not going to be. And these are the top targets of these receivers, I mean, of these quarterbacks in the first four to five games. So when they move them around. First three games. Exactly. And I just said their receivers that they're going to have to face the first four to five games are no slouch. And any offensive coordinator worth his salt will know to move the receivers around so that they get the matchup on Breland as opposed to Norman. So, I mean, they're in the first four to five games, he can get easily, easily, because of the targets that are going to be going his way, easily, maybe 15 to 20 tackles in the first uh, four to five games. That's five tackles a game. And that's what the free, I mean, the strong safety as well. So I'm, I'm looking at not just their personal abilities, but I'm looking at who they got to face, when they got to face them. And, and if the skins are going to go to a cover three, most likely, as opposed to man-to-man a lot, Breland's going to get a lot of action. And I mean a lot of action. So, you know, that's why I have him so high. Why would I put Joe Hayden up here? Joe Hayden is a top-tier cornerback that rarely, rarely gets thrown at. Richard Sherman. Well, he's not in my rare. well I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, neither, why would I? Neither is Sherman. Not, he's not in mine either. But th- that's my point. Why would I do that? Now, I'm going to give you all a secret. I don't have a lot of cornerbacks in my top 15. I don't. Cornerbacks don't do that much for me. But when I know that teams are going to exploit a rookie free safety and the opposite corner of the supposed best cornerback in the game, you're going to be in my top 15 because you're going to get a lot of tackles 
or a lot of opportunities. Let me put it that way. You'll get a lot of opportunities. Now, what you do with those opportunities, we'll see. But I believe, based on potential, those two gentlemen are going to get a lot of opportunities. Um, and speaking of which... On your cell phone. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so got that, let, that in my head, man. <laughs> I see that. Now this guy right here, the guy I got right mm-hmm. here at number ten. Here we go, people. He should be a little higher, but um, this is top I don't think ten, he, man. This is top ten now. This is this is cre- almost cream of the crop here. Top ten. I know, I know, and I I, I struggle. We're putting him here because I think he could go at number five, but I got him at number 10 um, only because I don't think he's going to be on the field as much this year as he has been in the past three years. And I'm talking about Barry Church. Barry Church is a tackling machine. I think last year I had him in my top three, if I'm not mistaken, but this year I'm at number 10. Um, that line's really good, though. Uh, past three years, 2013, 135 tackles. 2014, uh, 97 tackles. Last year, 117 tackles. Now, here's the deal. The reason why I have Barry Church uh, here, as opposed to my top five, is I don't think that Dallas's defense is going to be thrown on that much this year. I really don't. The reason why is because I think they're going to be ran on a lot more than passed on. The reason I'm saying this is because you have a team in the Cowboys who I really think is going to do well this year. It hurts me to say that. But I think they're going to play a ball control offense to do several things. One, protect Tony Romo from himself. Two, they have a beast running back uh, that may or may not miss a couple games. We'll see. And Ezekiel Elliott, who is going to be a monster. I don't, I don't think he's a first-round draft pick in fantasy, but um, – he has some problems right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, as w- him and and Darren McFadden are somewhat nicked up, and Alfred Morris might be that guy that steals some some playing time uh, because of injuries. But um, Barry Church is a hitter. He doesn't play the ball, guys. He doesn't. He had what a total of six pass defenses. In 2013, 2014, one interception in the past three years. But Barry Church, he he makes tackles. Again, I want you guys to understand. I want you to understand something. We are talking about production as a tackler. IDPs, you can have names and all that, but if you're not making tackles, you're you're worthless as an IDP. That's why I buried Church at number 10. You seemingly have a strong opinion on that. So what's your opinion? Oh, there's no way. Absolutely. With with the depth at DB, whether it's a 
uh, uh, DB or uh, a safety, there is no way that Barry Church is in the top ten. Absolutely no way. Really? I have him way down, absolutely way down on the list. Um, oh my god. Uh, okay, no. who's your number ten? Who's your number ten? My number ten. Yes. Kenny Vaccaro. Um, listen. Let me explain something about Kenny Vaccaro. Last year he had a very good year, right? He had 104 tackles, three sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, five pass defenses. One year out of three did he break that number. And that was in a terrible defense where he had to come down and and, do that. And and do you think New Orleans' defense has improved that much? And even if it hasn't, with the offensive threat that the New Orleans Saints offer week in and week out from Drew Brees and company, teams are going to have to throw the ball to be able to uh, play catch-up. So he's going to have a lot of opportunities. Wait a minute. He's going to have a lot of opportunities, whether in the run game or in the pass game, to come close to the numbers that he he had last year. So, okay, I, I give you that. So I give you that. When you say that, you're 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 mistaken. Your your reasoning is flawed. So no, I, I, no, no. There's, there's no way I would have Barry Church. Absolutely no way I would have Barry Church in my top fifteen, much less in my well, top ten. Well, that's because you're not me and you're not good. But I have I have. Vaccaro, I believe it's 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, I, do, I just don't think he's going to match the numbers he put up last year. I really don't. But, you know, he's not far off. I just don't think he is. Barry Church, past three years, he's been consistent. And um, I think he's going to have a great opportunity this year. Not as many tackles. I think he might get 80, 85, something like that this year. Um, that's, what, 30 less than he had last year. But uh, he's around the ball. That's a big drop-off. It is. And, but that's that's about the same area where I think Vaccaro is going to be this year. Because Vaccaro, up until last year, he he didn't have more than 79 tackles. Up until last year, he's been in the league five years. He didn't have more than 79 tackles up until last year. So, you know, Barry Church has been in the league seven years, and he's averaged about 90-something tackles a year. Again, IDPs for me equal tackles, assisted tackles, pass defenses. We're going to get interceptions. We're going to get fumbles and all that. But for a defensive back, I need somebody that's going to make tackles, be around the ball. Because that, what, point two or that uh, one point per tackle could be the difference in me winning a game that week. So that's why I got Barry Church there. Let's move on to a guy that uh, he's a model of consistency. Now, normally – I think last year I had him at number two. 
Uh, this year I got him at number nine. I got him at number nine because uh, it's just going to be too much defense around where he's not going to be able to touch the ball or touch the ball carrier. And I absolutely love the Jacksonville Jaguars defense if it comes together. Uh, I'm talking about Jonathan Cyprin at number nine. Now listen to this, guys. He hasn't played 16 games in three years. He has not. But let me tell you how many tackles he's had since 2013. 103, 114, 108. In years, he played 15. I mean, in games, 2013, he played 15. 2014, he played 15. uh, Excuse me, 2013, 15. 2014, 15. And 2015, 14. And he still, still got over 100-plus tackles per year. That is production. Um, He's not an interception guy, but he's around the ball. He is around the ball. And that's what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, a defensive back for IDP. You got to be around the ball. Um. I think a lot of teams decided, well, you know what? We're going to ex- we're going to try to exploit, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, so we're going to throw 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 throw. But at the same time, Cyprin comes up and he hits. He plays back and he comes up, which is a beautiful thing for me as an IDP uh guy. Because I know that I'm going to get some type of production from him every game. Next person I got on my list, Morgan Burnett. Now, Morgan Burnett only played 11 games last year. But prior to that, he had 96 and 100. Yes. Nick, do me a favor. Yes. In the the studio, you want to hit that applause button? Applause? Why? You agree with me on you something? You probably somebody that I have within the top ten. That's real Oh, my God. Now he's making Ooh. sense to people. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, on Cyprin or Morgan Burnett? Morgan Burnett. You should have Cyprin in your top Oh, my goodness. If you don't have Cyprin in your top ten, what's wrong with you? Nope. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to let you go over yours real quick. All right, so Morgan Burnett is my number eight. Um, again, last year he only played 11 games, uh, but he was impactful. Uh, prior to that, in 2013, 2014, he had 96 and 129 tackles. Um, he's around the ball. So uh, last year, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, five pass defense. Um, prior to that, he had one and a half sacks, one interception, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, four pass defense. Um, it's hard to be a ball hawk or a tackle machine when you have ha-ha Clinton Dix back there as well. I know the young man, and we're going to – we'll get to, to Clinton Dix in a minute. But uh, Please do. when you have two outstanding safeties that can, you know, be around the ball, it, it, it's it's amazing. It is amazing. But I have Morgan Burnett at my number eight. 
Going to number seven, it's an old-timer who's a ball hawk. Now, last year, he didn't finish the season, but he did 13 games last year. 70, what, 78 or 76? 78 total tackles, six pass defenses, one fumble recovery. But prior to that, this gentleman had 115 tackles, 114 tackles. So 2013, he had 115. He only dropped one tackle in 2014 at 114. Then he missed, uh, what, three games. And, uh, you know, he went to a new team. And I think oh, he's going to be. Oh, I know That's right. Eric Weddle. I, I I believe this is gonna be a this is gonna be a great move for the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Eric Weddle is a ball hawk and he doesn't mind hitting. He does not mind hitting. Yes, he has eight years in the league, but with those horses up front in Baltimore. The pressure on the quarterback is going to be there. He's going to read the right play, and he's going to make the play. Will he have to get 116 tackles this year? Probably not. Will he get close to it? Probably so. He'll probably get around 100, maybe 90 on on the short end. But Eric Weddle is that type of dude. Yes, I have him at number seven. Your thoughts real quick. Well, you have him within the top ten. I have him within the top five, but that's okay. okay. That's okay. All right. I, have, I mean, he he's he's up there in my opinion, way up there. So, um, of course, I give you my my top ten uh, after you finish your, your uh, debacle of a list. Debacle? <laughs> I know we 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 have proof that you give debacles. It's still up on the on the page. I know you can't wait for me to. To remove some of that mess you put up there. Well, <laughs> you know, we get to that because I I I jumped on there because I wanted to um, erase what was up there because I wanted to add my last two weeks or last week, which was the quarterbacks and wide receivers. And from last year to this year, I I don't know I can't remember the password or how to get into it. So you got to uh, give me some instructions after you get off we get off the air about that. Not a problem. <clears throat> Let's go to my number six. My number six, and it pains me to say this because they're in my division, but this kid is phenomenal. Out of Alabama last year, Landon Collins. Landon Collins, uh, he he, he played the position the way the Giants needed him to play it. As a rookie, he had 112 total tackles, one interception, one forced fumble, I agree. And nine pass defense. Now, here's the deal. I think the Giants are going to be in some shootouts this year. Landon Collins is going to be smack dab in the center of him. He might get 130-something tackles at the safety position. The kid is phenomenal. I really wish that the Redskins would have gotten him uh, last year, but we didn't have that pick. As I said, we didn't have that pick. We, you know, and the Giants did, and they made the best of it by getting a quality player. 
After one year, yes, I put him in my top ten um, because I think the potential is there. Plus, the defense of the Giants, it's going to be all right, but they're going to be in a lot of shootouts, a lot of them. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think so. Um, I think so. The quality, the quality of the players they got in free agency compared to the, what they've been drafted, what they drafted in the last few seasons. Uh, I think uh, we're in for, I wouldn't say a surprise, but uh, more consistent defensive play from uh, the Giants' defensive side of the ball. I think it's coming. Okay. Well, that's why, well, not, that's not why, but I believe uh, Landon Collins is going to be a very, very um, productive player this year. Now, this guy I'm about to talk about, uh, I believe I had him in my top four last year. He, he dropped one spot to number five. I'm talking about Malcolm Jenkins. This gentleman is around the ball. So, he's increased the past three years. You know, he had a rookie season in New Orleans, you know, and, and then uh, 2013 with New Orleans, he had 68 tackles. Comes to Philly, moves to safety, 80 tackles, 109 tackles. But here's, other than those those great numbers, here's the other stat line. 2014, three interceptions, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, 15, 15 pass defense, one touchdown. Last year, two interceptions, three forced fumbles, one from recovery, recovery, 10 pass defenses, one touchdown. I know they played Fetch, Fletcher Cox a lot of money. But Malcolm Jenkins is, is, is worth a lot of money to the Eagles defense. And he will be a gem on your uh, team if you have IDPs. I have a number five. Number four, um, this gentleman... He's in Never Neverland again. Really? Okay. Okay. I guess Jerry just doesn't follow numbers because they don't lie. But this guy, number four, came in the league a couple years ago. Well, four years ago. I mean, several years ago, I should say. And uh, has been very good. Some more Ha Ha Clinton Dicks. 2014, he had 94 tackles, one sack, one interception, one forced fumble, excuse me, one fumble recovery, and six pass defense. Last year, 100 tackles, three sacks, two interceptions, one forced fumble, and three pass defense. Now, remember, Morgan Burnett did not finish the season. Ha ha, picked up what? He picked up six more tackles from the year before. I think he's going to pick up additional 10. So I'm, I'm projecting maybe 110, 112 tackles, total tackles this year for HaHa ha Clinton Dix. And if he continues to be used as a blitzer for sacks and down in the box, that number can get even better. Um, also, he has good hands for DB. 
uh, very good hands, actually. So you can expect to to get some production when you have ha-ha Clinton Dix on your side. Top three. Top three. Now, this young gentleman, you're probably going to be like, why you have him in there? He's been in the league for 10 years. Uh, he's 31. And he just had a lucky year. And I, I don't think he has a lucky year. I think he's a product of a system right now. And that system happens to be run by Rex Ryan. Talking about Corey Graham. What? Corey Graham. Ugh. Corey Graham. Last year. Wow. 100, 127 total tackles. One sack, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, four pass defense, one turnover. Prior to Rex, prior to Rex, 83 total tackles, two interceptions, one forced fumble, 16 pass defense. Year before that, 73 total tackles, one sack, four interceptions, one forced fumble, and 12 pass defense. Now, I want you to understand why I have him here. Not only is he getting tackles, but he has the ability to play the ball. Now, last year he didn't play the ball that much, but the two prior years, he did. He was hitting the ball. These are points. These are points. And at 127 tackles, in a system... Excuse me, I apologize. Check out. In a sleep at the wheel. Whatever. In a system that's going to accentuate his man to man skills, Corey Graham is going to be a top three DB this year. I know Jerry disagrees, but it is what it is. My number two. Now, my number two is the highest-paid defensive back in the NFL right now for good reason, because he knows where to find the ball. He just does. Um, Last year, 13 games. Uh, Year 14, I mean, excuse me, 2014, he played all 16. I think that was more indicative of uh, what he's capable of. I'm talking about Harrison Smith. Um, he had 66 tackles, one and a half sacks, two interceptions, one uh, forced fumble, uh, three pass defense, and one touchdown. Now, before that, before the injury plague season last year, he had 93, three sacks, five interceptions, one forced fumble, nine pass defense, and one touchdown. Now, listen. The young man, he can hit, but he also plays the ball really, really well. Really well. To the point that I'm like, hmm, there's a good chance that this kid, when healthy, can can reach 100 tackles and double-digit interceptions. I really think that's possible. Um, he has that type of talent. So, uh, I have him at number two. 
Number one. And, and, and if you look at the division that he's in with Aaron yes. Rodgers and Matthew yeah. Stafford and Jay, Jay Cutler. Cutler, there's always there's always strong possibilities to be able to get some nice interceptions and definitely high count of pass defenses in that uh, uh, from those from those quarterbacks. Exactly. So now you're starting to see why I got people where they go. I think my number one. No, I agree wholeheartedly with Harrison Smith being the number two. Um, but some of the other ones, <laughs> it's okay. You'll you'll learn. My number one probably is your number one too. Rashad Jones, Miami Dolphins. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! You finally come down to earth and are talking some damn sense. Whatever. Don't hate the player, okay? 135 tackles last year. 106 of them were solo. 135 tackles. That's sick. That's sick. That is from sick. A str- from a strong safety. Yep. That's Eight sick. years in the league. Okay? He had two sacks, five interceptions, one fumble recovery, ten pass defensed, and two touchdowns last year. Prior to that, he had 80. He only played 12 games, but he had 80 total tackles, one interception, excuse me, one sack, three interceptions, one forced fumble, seven pass defense. 2013, 107 tackles, one and a half sacks, one interception, four pass defense, one touchdown. Listen, Miami's going to be doing the same scheme. And you know why this guy had so many opportunities? Because Indomitian Sue was wreaking havoc. Because Olivier, now that's going to be Mark Williams. But this guy, this guy, he's, he's going to match the same number of production as he did last year. As long as Indomitian Sue is there, I believe, and Jones is there, I believe Jones is going to have some of the best numbers in his career. He's got eight years in. I give him a number, another three or four in Dominican Sioux, and he's going to be a beast, a beast. That's my top 15. Um, I know Jerry can't wait to get his top 10, and he says I need to come back to earth. But, ladies and gentlemen, I will remind you several things. Who, whose list on spotonradios.com was more accurate last year? Who won more championships last year? Based upon this logic that I'm giving you now, who is that? Me, not JT. Based, but I'm a, based, on that, based on that, people, based on that, The year before, and the year before that, <laughs> FSP decided to leave that information out. He's only dwelling on one year. I'm giving you a consistent year in and year out. What happened last year in two fronts was an anomaly. Um, my my predictions 
We're, it's, we're not it's not an anomaly. It's not an anomaly. It's a TP. I listened to you. Now it's my turn. Shut up. Go ahead. Oh, wow. Okay, go ahead. What I'm saying was this. On two fronts, I said. So the first front was the information I, I put out last year, in my opinion, and hopefully in yours, Erroneous. was an anomaly. Was it, was it an anomaly? Because the information in the prior years, I've been pretty much spot on. Last year happened to be a bad year, and I fully admit that. But I fully admit and submit this. What Vic pulled off last year was an anomaly. <laughs> it is in predicting what he predicted on the website because he has not been consistent as I have in doing that. So he he's dwelling on one year consistency for the most part over years. So what I'm saying is this. My list of top ten is number ten is Kenny Carroll, which I previously said that I had him at top ten. Victor had Barry Church. Probably comparable players, but Barry Church, in my opinion, is considerably less um, should be considerably less down on on the list. My number nine, what? Okay, is, is Tremaine Johnson um, out of uh, uh, the uh, Rams compared to Victor, who had Mr. Cyprian, which I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's going to going to come back and, and do what he did last year. For the past couple number, years. Number eight, <clears throat> number eight is uh, we agreed on Morgan Burnett being at number eight. So I have to give Mr. Vic. He, he does have some some common sense about him. <laughs> number seven, he had he had Eric Weddle. I had Ha Ha Hinton Clinton Dix. At number seven, um, so that's where we where we uh, um, um, disagreed on. Cause uh, you'll you'll see when I when I tell you where Mr. Weddle I put up higher on the list. Number six, he had Landon Collins. Um, I didn't have Landon Com- Collins at number six. I had Reggie Nelson at number six from the Oakland Raiders, uh, which I think is going to uh, put up some serious numbers as he's done in the past. Number Five, which I can't believe that he didn't have him within the top ten. Excuse me, but I sure did, and I can't believe what his logic of him not being able to produce as he produced <laughs> in the past. I'm talking about Earl Thomas. He had a bad year. He's only had there was a second worst year since he's been playing in the league, and I gotta believe he's gonna come back to what he produced the year before and the year before that. So. I have him at number five. Number four, I have where he had him at number six. I have him at number four. So we're talking a couple numbers different difference here. But I have Landon Collins, who's a, who's a, who's an outstanding player, and it wouldn't surprise me if he moves further up the list uh, at the end of the year because he's he's that damn good. Number three, the old man with the beard, who I think uh, uh, Baltimore is going to benefit greatly for from, as I agree with Vic. He had him at number seven. I have him at number three. So I think Eric Weddle is going to be a model consistently that Baltimore thoroughly needs. 
Number two and number one, I can't dispute them because we agree on the the position of each one of those is Harrison Smith two, and Rashard Jones is number one. Um, both those guys, all three of those guys, I have them up, all four of them, including he's the only going to be in the league second year. Talking about Landon Collins, that these guys are a model of consistency, and I think it's not going to change uh, this year. That's what I have. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let me explain yeah. something to you. I am consistently correct when it comes to my IDPs. All you got to do is listen to the past four years. I think we've been doing IDPs for four years, right? Four or five years, Jerry? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I've been consistently correct in my IDPs. Now, offensive players, okay, I've been a little hit and miss. And don't let Jerry get you distracted by the issues at hand. He's doing a Donald Trump. Um. Listen. Oh, come on. You know, all you gotta do is. You know, all you gotta big, do. Big, big, uh, big, big, you, you don't want me to go black. What? Come on, man. You can compare <laughs> me to anybody but that guy. Oh, okay. You, you can okay. compare me to anybody but that guy. Soon, soon, soon. You said that name. The hair on my back of my neck <laughs> goes up, and, and my blood pressure is starting to go up. Come on, man. Okay. Do not compare. Okay. Me. All right. Oh, okay. Man. You don't know. You well, have no idea. When you say that, the, oh, my God. You want to get me going like you just got me going? Come on, man. <laughs> Come hey, on. hey, hey, hey. You, you, never, you never should have said that my information and my winnings were anomalies because they're not. But it's a, here's it's the anomaly. deal. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you what to do. Go to Yahoo. Go to ESPN. Google me. Google my championships and my placements. You're going to see that I've got tons of them. Well, let me ask you something, Victor. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Excluding last year. Excluding Mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. Did you win any championships in 2014? I believe I won one or two. Maybe one. I think it was one. But did you win any in 2013? Um, I don't. I do not think so. But oh. I want you, How about again. 2012. Oh, I won a ton in 2012. As I said, Google me. I didn't. Okay, let me put it this way. <laughs> winning, win, winning the title. No, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. Winning the title. I've won tons of titles. But I, I will admit, I have more runner-ups, that means second place, uh, trophies than I do first place. But so did the Bills. So did the Broncos. Okay? The Bills so did never, Minnesota. The Bills have never won a championship. Hello? But they have a lot, but they have a lot of runner-ups. And that's fine. And those guys are in the Hall of Fame. But I have well, let me, let me, championships heard the and runner-ups. You ever heard the phrase, if well, you're not one, you're last? Well, you're, you're used to that. I understand that. You're used to being last. But it's okay. It's okay. I, I'm here for you. But, okay. Um, boy, I got to oh, tell you, ladies and the season's here, first NFL games or preseason games played. It's a crying shame 
that the Hall of Fame game was not played, um, field conditions what? or whatever it was, because yeah, what? the Hall of Fame, the Hall, listen, what? the Hall of the Hall of Fame game is like a national kickoff of the NFL season. Only game on TV. It's game, but it ushers in the football season, as opposed to your local team playing on Thursday, which I get. I got it. You know, that's your local flavor. But the Hall of Fame game is just like saying, okay, it, it, it it's time to get ready for some football. And we're going to whet your appetite just a little bit on a national scale. So that that's why I thought it was a crying shame, especially when you have such a good Hall of Fame class going in. You know, it was a great Hall of Fame class, but <clears throat> excuse me, I digress. Uh, I want everybody to have a good season because next week I go to linebackers. I go to linebackers, and then I'm done. We're going to do some live drafts and some more, some draft recaps as we get uh, ready for the NFL season. Um, JT, what do you got going on tomorrow? Okay. Can't wait to talk tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking on the Master Plan, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. People, tune in and listen. We're going to be talking about tight ends. There's a plethora of tight ends out there, some sleepers that you may not think about, um, and that's what we're going to talk about for fantasy. And just like Vic is going to end with linebackers next week, I'm going to end with my favorite subject, running backs. Uh, And... uh, I got some good ones and got some ones that don't think are going to do as well as most people uh, assume they're going to do. And I got some ones that to, to look at, to put on your fantasy radar, because uh, if they don't start off, they're going to finish with a bang. Um, that's what we're talking about. And uh, my first draft is, is uh, next Sunday, um, right after I talk to you about running backs. So, um, people, I'm going to put what I put out to you in play. Well, and that's all I, I got. I hope it's a, a good one because uh, I don't want you coming back on there saying, "Well, you know, I couldn't do this, and I couldn't." Nah, can't do that. Matter of fact, I'm inviting everybody. I don't understand. I don't make excuses when I when I when I screw up. If I screw oh, up. Yeah, I screw yeah. up. I don't. I don't make excuses. I screwed up last year, and I'll, I'll be the first one to, to admit it. This year is going to be a different story. Okay. We're gaining some right. championships. We're gaining my, my uh, hopefully my humble uh, respectability and being able to predict uh, some um, fantasy gems. Hold on, um, hold on, the, hold on. Beginning, beginning hold of the season on. and during, during the season. Did you say humble? What's the name of your team, by the way? Never humble, Never always humble, target. Always so, you know, that's you and Humble don't mix. Depending on whether that team is a viable league this year, it will depend on whether that team is active. That's true. That is true. But we're going to see what we can get done with that because we got to, man. We got to. But anyway, um, I got to tell you guys, I appreciate you guys listening to us. We're giving you good information. Well, at least one of us is, me. And we're trying to get to – Humble, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. 
we're we're giving you great information to be honest with you. Um we're putting it into play. Um I did one draft today, uh a very, very detailed deep league draft. And uh well, you know what? Well I well I got you on the air, Jerry. I'm, I'm gonna get your thoughts on it. I got a feeling I know what you're gonna say. But uh one draft was my team is Andrew Luck, Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte. Uh, I know I'm lacking at receiver. I got Calvin Benjamin, Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders. Then my tight ends are uh, Gronkowski, Tyler Eifert. Um, I've got Jeremy Hill. This, this is one of those crazy leagues where you got to have like 20 different positions filled. Um let me get to it. Give me one second. But uh, Tyler Eifert, Jeremy Hill, um, uh, I said Stefan Diggs, Rashad Jennings, uh, Ryan, Matt Ryan, Jarvis Allen, uh, Jarek McKinnon, Nelson Aguilar, Jalen Strong. I've got Blair Walsh as my kicker, Carolina's defense. You're going to like this. I got Khalil Mack, Derek Johnson, Navarro Bowman, C.J. Mosley, Morgan Burnett, Eric Weddle, Harrison Smith, Wesley Woodyard, J.J. Watt, Eric Kendricks, Mario Williams, and Michael Griffin. That's what I drafted today. They let you get away with all that? Wow. Yeah. And, 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 and it's a 10-team team, a 10-team league, and I picked number 10. Well, let me ask you something. Um, it sounds, believe it or not, the strongest position on your team is your IDPs. Oh, I know. I know. I know. The strongest position on you, and, and behind that is your running backs. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm well, not, I'm, I'm I, not a, I like my tight ends. I'm not a big. Well, I'm not a big fan of either Tyler Eifert or uh, 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 Matt Forte. Eifert probably won't start the season. He'll probably be on the pup list or or um, whatever. So he may not I got start grunk, the season. But I got Grunk, yeah, dude. Well, yeah. Um. Uh, I'm not like I said. I'm not a fan of uh, uh, Eifert. I, I don't think he's going to be uh, early in the season. Now, it all depends on how how he if he stays healthy. Uh, but your your wide receivers, you're going to have to pawn off uh, either the running backs or Gronk to get some wide receivers because you are hurting terribly. Well, here's the, the deal. Receivers. Here's the deal with those and guys. You, and you shouldn't and you shouldn't be in a ten team league. There's well, no way you should be. Uh, yeah. Let me explain this. Let me explain this. Um, you don't – this league is different. You want a receiver that does return yardage too because for whatever reason, they give crazy amount of points for return yardage, kick return, punt return, or whatever the case may be. So Antonio Brown, quite naturally, was the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Because why? He's the best receiver and – he gets return yardage. Sure. So, 
Stefan Diggs is going to do me well. Emmanuel Sanders is going to do me well. Um, but, you know, besides that, Jalen Strong and uh, Nelson Aguilar, I'm not expecting too much from them. I got them for bye week filler. Uh, but there's there are a few players out there that are left on the waiver wire that I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not going to take – I'm not going to waste a draft pick on them because they're potential as opposed to I know they're going to do something. So, uh, matter of fact, I'll go to it right now just to tell you. I started to get tread well, but I decided against it because I didn't want two, um, two Minnesota receivers. And Treadwell may or may not uh, get me anything. Right now, uh, Ted Ginn is a top-rated receiver on waivers. Dwayne Harris, James Jones, Ruben Randall, Martavius Bryant, who is suspended, of course. Um, I was looking at Jamison Crowder, actually, because I think he's going to get some time. But, yeah, I know, I know. But Andre Johnson's sitting there, and I'm like, I don't know. Do I want Mariota, you know, as his, his the the quarterback, you know what I mean? Is, is that what I really want? But then I was looking at rookies. I said, there aren't too many rookies that are going to come in the league and be impactful. It's just not. But, well, who who who, who you have sitting there? Um... What rookies or just receivers? Rookies, rookies. I got, I got a one that that uh, no one probably thought of. Well, maybe, maybe someone has, but uh, he's, he is from Minnesota. But you already have a Minnesota uh, wide receiver, so I don't know if you want. Yeah, Treadwell. I, I wanted Treadwell, but I'm not talking about Treadwell. I'm talking about Charles Johnson. You think he's gonna have a bounce back here? I don't know, dude. But they got Kenny Britt. They got Kenny Britt out here. Robert Woods. Eh, who else? Projections. They got projections. Yeah, uh, I don't pay attention. Projections. Yeah. I was surprised that Kevin White was was snatched up because I was gonna grab Kevin White, but somebody grabbed him before me. Mm-hmm. Um. He had. Devontae Adams, who I think, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with him. but it, 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 They got a lot of mouths to feed in, in uh, um, Green Bay. Yeah. And yeah. depending on how consistent the uh, route running in his hands are, um, you don't know if he's going to be in the mix or not. Yeah. I thought about Chris Conley, but I was like, nah. They got strong for a reason. Obviously, Conley isn't what they wanted. But, uh. I mean, Conley's not going to be Conley is not going to be what Kansas City really wants because they got Jeremy Macklin. So that's why I got strong for Houston because mm-hmm. if DeAndre Hopkins takes those double teams, Strong should be able to beat one-on-one coverage. That's enough of that. Uh, so I wanted to let you know about that team. Overall, what would you grade or rate that team? C. I gave it a I'm B. Not, I, I'm, I'm, um, 
got to wait and see on on luck. Um, got to your your wide receivers are are, are going to hurt you big time, big times. Um, well, not necessarily because return yardage. You're relying on return guys, and I'm telling you right now, um, uh, it's more about the uh, receiving part of it versus return. I know that the combination of the two, but your wide receiver is going to kill you. Are absolutely going to I hurt. Think, you got you I got some Benjamin, nice running. Yeah, you got some nice running backs. You got you got a very good, uh, the best tight end. Your quarterback, quarterbacks. Eh. Um, I got to see more from Luck to see if he's going to actually come back, um, and 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 produce. He should in that offense with those weapons. Uh, but your wide receivers are absolutely horrible, horrible. Horrible, horrible. Uh, you got to keep stressing that. That's your weak. That's your. That's your weakest point, man. I'm talking about. Yeah, you. I know. That's weak. Kicker. I know. I know. That's weaker than but your see, kicker. But I, I'm banking on Kelvin Benjamin hooking up with with your boy Cam a lot this year, um, as my saving grace at wide receiver. Um, I know that Diggs is the number one in Minnesota, but Teddy Bridgewater got to push it out to him. And Sanders, I, I only got him because I know he's going to do return yards. Um, he's not going to get much play from Sanchez or anybody else, but he's going to get some passes his way. It's just not going to be like Peyton. If you're relying on a right on the edge, whether he's a wide receiver 25 or whatever or below that, and Calvin Benjamin, which is your highest-rated wide receiver that you got on your team. I you know, have, I know. You have a problem. I know my type, I mean, my wide receivers are my weak point. I got that, but we shall see. It's time to get up out of here, think, old man. Just think about this. Just think about this. People, just think about two things, Victor. I want you to think about this. And people, you think about this. Um, you got wide receivers. Produce big splash plays. Give you can give you big double digit points on one play. Versus a running back that has to plot it out, um, or or get lucky on a big play. And also, just listen to Mister FSP, who is given. Uh, uh, not giving, but who's asking opinion and advice on to? No, 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 no. Now you're going to try to clean it up. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, I always talk to Jerry about my teams, and he does the exact same thing. So don't let him get it twisted. He calls me, he texts me. Hey, Vic, what do you think? Hey, I got this. Uh, I'm, I'm in the draft. <laughs> Who do you think I should get? So, so no, no. You never see me do that. I've never asked you for draft a uh, draft advice. When I'm in the draft, I don't ask anybody for draft advice. No way. Mm-hmm. No way. No, maybe, maybe, maybe. I, well, I can't say maybe because I have. Give, a lot. Ask you opinion. Ask you opinion. Not a lot, but I ask you opinion on on players I've, I've received or. Uh, during the year, trades. 
various players. We do we go back and forth. So um, I, I'll admit I, I, I try to take advantage and try to get out of here without you coming back, but it didn't work. So <laughs> it's, it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. I want to thank everybody listening to the show. Everyone, we we greatly appreciate you. Hopefully, you've enjoyed us and uh, are using this information because it's going to help you win. Stick around with us all year long. Our opinions might change, you know, um, based upon injury or whatever the case may be. But uh, it's me, it's me, it's Jeff SP, along with my homeboy, JT, doing what we do because we do it for you. And I want to thank my boy JT, as usual, uh, for holding it down and uh, keeping me going. With that being said, uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here, JT? Absolutely. Like I always want to say from you and yours, thanks for listening. Um, It's always been a pleasure. And tune in tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to the Master Plan when we're talking about fantasy tight ends. Um, With all that being said, as usual, it's that time you've been listening to Fantasy Sports and Politics. You want to talk smack? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live. You know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We talk to Fantasy Sports and Politics. Fantasy Sports.